Answering the questions you don't have. Deep conversations in the shallow end. Two men with lots of ideas and less than an hour. Intelligent Irsh. This is Cashing In with TJ Miller. You know, I like him. He's my godson. I wouldn't. Yeah, he's, he was really into it. And then he was like, I have a great joke. Do you think this is good? And I don't know that the joke makes perfect sense. But guess what? No, no, no. Actually, that's joke. the thing. It makes it's a, perfect sense. His dad's jokes do not. What did the helicopter say to the other helicopter? You're a helicopter. I mean, that couldn't be no, no, truer. No, no, Honestly, was, truer words couldn't be spoken. No, that wasn't the joke. If you read it, uh, read it again. It says you're a hella flopter. Well, it's not. I don't think it's that I misread it. I think that he spelled from F R O M E, and the E was backwards. So it might have <laughs> something to do with his penmanship. Now, look, I have to say, you wrote me a note. So we're talking about how Wynn sent uh, TJ a letter, but when you wrote me a note about it, I have to give you a hard time about this. Why do you have to do that? Just for fun. Jeez, and this is really, oh boy. This is getting really serious. It's getting really nasty. Here. I'm, getting, I'm, just, uh, I'm getting a lot of uh, feedback, a lot of nasty, really? nasty feedback. I'm not getting any feedback here. Uh, Maybe it's the hotel room. Maybe that's kind of what's happening. It's, it's new. It's improved. It's the hotel room, right? Yeah. No, I think it sounds pretty good. Um, you know what I'm talking about, Kate, uh, yeah. I found out a new thing. This is a cheat sheet thing for all you fellows yeah. out there who make a lot of noises. Kate gets really upset with me when I, sometimes I get, I don't know, I get excitable. And so I'll yeah. just kind of make all kinds of noises and be strange yeah. and make faces. And it's really annoying to her. I mean, it's very, very irritating. And she's made that clear to me several times. But, um, she sort of, uh, um, I, I found out that I can bypass this by um, telling her that I'm just excited to be around her. Mm. So she'll be annoyed by me and I'll say, I'm sorry, I'm just, I have so much energy because I'm so excited to be with you right now. And then she kind of lets it technique. go. It's good. So it's yeah. like, okay, your behavior is inappropriate. Um, but it's just because you're excited to be around me, then she kind of lets it slide. So I tried that recently. I had sexual intercourse with my elementary school teacher and she said, what's going on? Why would you do that? I was just so excited to be around you. She goes, well, you weren't around me. You were in elementary school and then you had sex with your elementary school teacher. And I said, Kate, honest mistake. I, I was, I was gluing uh, popsicle sticks together to make you a Lincoln log cabin. And it got me excited. It got me hot. It didn't get me horny, but it got me nice and hot. And by the time I'd stripped off all my clothes. Uh, then you felt bothered. My, then you felt bothered. I, I was bothered by my elementary school teacher being knee deep in me. <laughs> Disgusting. Ouch. I, uh, you know, you I always have to justify. You spend a lot of time with your families justifying uh, different aspects of what happens. The other day, uh, just just find ways to stop 
getting in trouble. I was, I was, I was at the gas station and I felt uh, I had been wronged by somebody and I had a big argument and kind of pushed it. And there were about five different guys that were in the car that were kind of threatening really? me. And we were going back and forth, and I was doing the whole, you know, you're an embarrassment to your family. You, and, you get in, you really I'm, do get in a lot know, of fights. Just so you know, I'm better at anything that I've ever done in my lifetime than you'll ever be in your lifetime. And that includes your family members, things of that nature, and things of that um, nature. And so we went back and forth, and then I got in the car, and April and the kids, April in particular, was like, "Why do you got to push things so far? Like, why did that have to get almost like why? Why did you do that?" And I said, "The goal of any argument." is to push things to the brink of getting your ass kicked and then pulling back. That's the key to all arguments. Even even That's with, winning. Even with your wife? Winning. No, not with your wife. Of course not. But with, with strangers, uh, and if, if you're going to take on five guys, you got to take it to the brink of getting your ass kicked and then pull it back. So, you're just so argument. nice and copacetic, and I've never been with you where you've got an argument like this. So I actually – I truly cannot imagine you – Getting have in a huge them. fight with somebody. From the stage, I said to someone, I, I'd like to kick their head in. Yes, remember? That's true. But that's different. That's not, I can't imagine you at a gas <laughs> station. Like, what did the person say to you that made you upset? It's it's a it's a long story, but they they were they were concerned that uh, I hadn't pulled up far enough for their vehicle. And <laughs> what you know, did you say? I think they had a twenty-seven foot vehicle or something, and I just said, uh, you know, I've already gotten started here, so. Um, I'm almost done. No worries. And he was like, no, I am worried. And then he kind of took it at me and kind of, you know, uh, made it personal. And once it got personal, I had to talk about his family members and the other people in the car and uh, uh, how I, you know, thought that this is probably the highlight of his life, uh, even being outside of the house for the first time. I mean, I, I definitely went as far as I could. And then the other guys got out of the car and stood up. Now all five of them were standing and kind of yelling at me. Uh, swearing and stuff and then once the swearing starts well now i'm really one because that's i'm like i guess i guess people of your ilk like to swear <laughs> did you really situation. say this and i'm just trying to get them as riled up as possible but pull it back when you're about to get your ass kicked but you right? really you were saying like i guess people as stupid as you have to use swear words well i mean you, your 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 grasp of language is not extensive <laughs> i i understand why you're in a position where you need all five of you to yell, uh, you know, uh, racial epithets at me. Uh, <laughs> they weren't, though. They weren't. I don't know why I even said that. that I didn't Did say, that. say that. No, I didn't say that at the time even. Oh, God. But, um, you know, it's it's one of those things. But if you're in an airport, and that's what airport courage is all about. If you don't know what airport courage is, check out uh, catchphrases. Or the um, app. Catchphrases. Yeah, or the yeah. app. Yeah. 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 So, um, hey, let's do, you know what, let's, uh, we should do a hot and tasty. Well, absolutely. But the, uh, the airport courage doesn't really apply anymore. I know because no one's in the airport. Yeah. But you, have you been in an airport? I have not been in an airport in over four months. So we've got to talk about that. I mean, I have, I am in Appleton, Wisconsin. So do you want to discuss that or, or, during the let's talk about that right now and then we'll and then we'll get into the um let's do about 20 minutes of catching up with each other because um i definitely want to hear about what it looks like yeah i miss the people well uh i'll tell you what let me grab my uh let me grab a drink real quick uh and some some something to snack on so why don't you just sort of riff about uh why just gonna make why you're so proud of your thighs you know opposed to your calves 
Yeah. Go ahead. You know, a lot of people think that my best feature is my uh, my toes because I've got five of them on each side of my uh, uh, of the bottom of my feet. That's where I keep my toes, right on the bottom of my feet, like on the edges. And a lot of people think that's like what's really great about me is my toes, but they've never checked out my thighs because I keep them covered uh, generally with my uh, my uh, my leg shirts, which are my, you know, some people call those pants. I call them leg shirts. Uh, and the sleeves, the leg sleeves, uh, some people call those pants. Those cover the thighs, but the thighs are really, and they're located on one part of my leg, like the frontal part. A lot of people keep their thighs on the back. I keep them on the front. I, I feel sometimes like uh, my penis is sort of being surrounded by my thighs. You know, I mm-hmm. feel like my thighs will gang like up. Outnumbered. It's like outnumbered. Yeah, I yeah. feel like my penis yeah. will sometimes feel ganged up by the thighs because there's mm-hmm. two of them. And only and one. only one of yeah. penis. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is what I call it's, my it's, penis. It's just penis. You know what? It's daunting. It's, daunting. it's very daunting. It can be daunting. Yeah. 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 It can be um, daunting when you're flaunting. This is 106.0, the thigh surroundings. <laughs> This is 102.7, The Rocker. I found found my donkey in the Jeff shirt, which makes me so happy. Um, And it was in in, in where my father-in-law lives. And um, I, I, yeah, I brought brought it back with me. And Kate said, do you want to bring it on the road with you? Because I was leaving out of Manhattan. And... um, I said, no, that would make me sad. And she said, why would that make you sad? I said, because I'm not touring with cash anymore. Yeah, and she's yeah. like, but TJ, one, way you w- one day you will. And I was like, no, I don't want to. I don't like him. <laughs> and she said, well, that seems weird. Why would you say that? Yeah. And I said, now I don't like you because you're talking about cash. And yeah. she said, well, what do you want me to do about it? And I said, I want you to go find that elementary school teacher and bring her in here and ask her, to tell my thighs to back the fuck off of my dick. <laughs> but I said, I mean, it's especially uh, you know nerve wracking when you cross your legs. Do you've ever done that? Like a daunting. I mean, that sometimes I look at people who are crossing their legs. Because it almost, this, it almost, this actually, it's almost, it's an intimidation. It's an intimidation tactic by your legs. Um, it's an act of war to cross you your legs when your penis is right there and could be crushed. Betwixt. Betwixt. Betwixt the thighs, right? Uh, I, I just wrote this down. I think it's so funny. Sometimes when somebody will cross their legs really tight, I'll yell at them, you're suffocating your penis! Yeah. Which is also I, why I've been thrown out of a couple of hotels, because I just I yeah. did that joke. Yeah. And when you walk in, they say, you're kind of welcome in these parts. Yeah, these so parts. Like, these, yeah. I see. Yeah, yeah. I always like it when people say you're, that. You're kind of welcome in these parts of the body, you know? That's right. That's right. I mean, you know, it's one of those things where our body parts, do you keep your toes at the end of your feet the way I do? I got five on each side. I don't want to brag. Five on each side. I used to, uh, I used to, but then I switched it up. I put toes on the back of my feet, uh, but then I started circle walking. Yeah, what I call it. when if you put if you put your toes on the yeah. back of only one of your feet, you start yeah. circle walking. So then I put the other toes on the other foot, 
put him on the back right near the heel and um it's a lot better i can lean much farther back yeah so it's nicer yeah, if you want to yeah, yeah if you want to look at easier. the the stars at night or something mm -hmm. um the only problem is the reason i returned them to the front of the foot is i was just falling head over heels all the time mm -hmm. Literally, uh, literally, because literally. I yeah, I had my toes to keep me up. So the second you know, I would rock I like, forward, I'd go right down, right up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know what I like best about myself is just talking about how modest I can be, and that that makes me feel like I'm better than others. You're one you know, of the most modest. Yeah, you're one of the. I'm one of the most. That's what I think is my best quality that makes me superior to all other people is my modesty, yeah. and that's just you know, it's you know what I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> Everybody's got one thing that makes them better than all other humans on the planet. And for me, it's my modesty. modesty. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as we're talking here, I am, I am in Appleton, Wisconsin at the Copper yeah. Leaf Hotel and Spa. Yeah. They're saying there's also a spa it's here. Spa I can't imagine yeah. anyone using that spa. Well, do you ever like it? Do you ever do you ever go to one of these places like the Copper Leaf? And I'm not like denigrating them in any way. Do you ever like it? Well, often they'll say they have a spa, but it's just a door and it's locked and it kind of looks like it might be an office and they just put a, a spa sign on it. Have you ever been to a place like that? I have not, but I, I've been... It doesn't seem like there's anything back there. I've been to one place where I mixed up the spa and the broom closet, but I went in there and I got a great back scratch and that was care of me and the broom. <laughs> we'll see outdoors on 106.2 The Back Scratch. That's what they should call it. The back scratch. The back scratch. Uh, broom work. I did some broom work. I did some heavy duty broom work. So I heavy duty broom work on my back. So I'm out here and it is very, very strange. I mean, for a yeah. number of reasons. But this morning I woke up and I got really scared. I didn't know where I was. I had thought that I had done something, maybe had blacked out uh, from drinking and, and woken up in someone else's home or something like that. And it was of course because I have not woken up. Outside of my bed, house, yeah, I thought I was no, not old teacher. Hey, easy, she's forty-seven and she's got a pair on her, and I'm talking knees. Yeah, yeah. she's got a couple of nasty knees. I, I said, I like the way her knees connect her lower leg to her upper leg. Like you're a big. It's interesting. Yeah. You're a big lower leg guy. Yeah, you mm -hmm. love the calves. Can't stand yeah. women's thighs. You know, mm. it does cover. Whereas, yeah. whereas for me, I'm all forearms. No shoulders. Mm -hmm. If I can see your shoulders, no thanks. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. if, if I can't see your shoulders and your forearms are prominently displayed, then I may already be having sexual intercourse with you at that moment. I'm a big, yeah, I'm a big fan of the small of the back, not the large. You've part, always said that you don't like the large of the back. Yeah, the medium. Like the the a lot back. of people don't like the medium of the back. I'm a big, I'm a big medium back guy. Yeah, you're, I, you've always, I, you, I mean, you say, what kind of back do you like? I like the medium back. I hate the large of the back, and it intimidates Some people me. like uh, baby back ribs. I mm -hmm. prefer a teenage preteen back ribs. Chili's <laughs> baby back ribs. I, I really like uh, Chili's tween, I, you know, I tween back ribs. Tween back ribs. Chili's baby back ribs. Uh, uh, tween ribs when you're betwixt. Being a child and a teenager, and your ribs, <laughs> the tween back ribs. 
Yeah, the tween back. So, uh, tween so obviously, very scary to wake up in that. It's state. scary to wake up when you haven't traveled in four months. Well, it's just I can't remember even when I was doing film, you know, film, not television, because I I would spend the night then. But when you're doing film, you wake up, you're in a hotel. That's where you live. You sort of live in the hotel for however long yeah. you're. Right. So this is truly the longest stretch in my adult life that I have ever not been in a strange room. And so that's been really interesting. But I went um, last night, for the first time I went to the airport and got on a flight to Minneapolis. And in Minneapolis, I got on a flight to Appleton, which I almost missed. It wouldn't be air travel if I didn't almost miss a flight. It's still... It's part of your... Uh, doesn't even, part of, doesn't even part matter of that it's quarantine. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But um, yeah. that was really, really strange. And tonight I'll do my first show in something like five months or something like that. And Mark Norman, actually, he counted the days. That's what a junkie he is. But, you know, I stopped performing in the very beginning of March. So March, April, May, uh, June, July. Yeah, that's five months. And it really is. So it'll be really interesting tonight. And the shows are selling better than I thought they would. It's, you know, this is a place, this is Appleton, Wisconsin. It's one of my favorite clubs. I've been playing okay, it. Yeah, one of my favorites too. Yeah, yeah, for the longest time, so long that it changed uh, owners. That's how long I've been well, performing Well, I think here. that's going to make it weird on two levels. It's your first show in quite a while. And also Cliff isn't there. And Cliff's Cliff sort of is part of the DNA of that whole thing. You but know I, I mean? have been, I've been there since Cliff. Uh, oh, okay. So yeah. I've, I've been there, and they actually now they have a it's green room stuff. where they used to. You know where they used to? He used to make um, uh, pretzel bites. And I'll take Cliff over a green room. You know what? This is starting to become insulting. I'm becoming insulted now. <laughs> but where he used to keep all the kitchen stuff and make pretzel yeah. bites, they turned that into a really nice green room. I mean, a really, okay. really nice green I room. That. Yeah, it's amazing. It's uh, what does it have? It's got. Um, it's great. It's got a television and a refrigerator. And I'm actually I'm actually scheduled to be there in a couple months. So this is, is that uh, you're true? Taking the, yeah, you're taking the maiden voyage. I'm supposed to be there. Or I'm going to be there second week of September, I believe. Yeah. So, we'll so, see, so it's see how it goes. It's yeah. going to be interesting tonight, to be sure, of course. And then I um I uh, it was very strange. So I got in the car. How many people were on your flight? Well, so I got in the car and, you know, the guy, there's a sort of plastic divider between me and the guy in the front seat and he's wearing a mask and I'm wearing two masks and a face shield. And, uh, you know, I you wear those on your, uh, on the, the, the mid of your back though. Is that correct? Yes. The mid-level back, the mid-level backle area. Yeah. Uh, the backle. No, but, uh, yeah. So I got, um, you know, this, this really isn't back. funny. Cash, Cash I'm, yeah. you know, I'm we're sorry. trying to talk about some pretty important stuff. We're getting serious. <laughs> yeah, so, so I, you know, it was a strange ride. Usually I talk to the driver. You can't, I think I said something to him and he, he couldn't hear me because I was speaking through three layers, trying to get the sound through another layer and then, you know, to him. And you were speaking in tongues. Is that correct? You had Burger King's chicken fries. LED lights. 
cost less than you normal filaments. Yeah, so I was sort of doing that. When you get out of the car, do you say what a long, strange trip it's been? And then I don't. Wander into I, the said, I said no. what a short, uh, very normalized trip okay. it has been. No, but you know what I said to him was I said, um, you know, I kind of said, um, the only thing I really talked to him about is I said, well, what's, what is it like, um, you know, are you doing, how many trips are you doing to the airport every day? And he said, well, really just about, um, uh, is it really, really just one or two, which is crazy. Cause these guys used to do, um, you know, these guys used to do something like four to six, sometimes six to eight, um, trips to the airport every day. And he said to me, you know, it's kind of like, it's sort of more like a part-time job. And he told me he was still collecting unemployment, which is immoral, but I, I do not give a shit. I think that's, you know, you got to get it done. And he said that his unemployment was just covering his rent, his car lease and his phone bill. And then he was kind of working on top of that to try and, you know, just make enough money. That was his spending money. That's how he was getting food and stuff. And I think that's interesting. I think there's a lot of people that are going to stay on unemployment and then try and do odd jobs and stuff because, but he said he started to go crazy kind of from not working. Um, But, you know, so that's a really low volume of work that he's doing, whereas he used to, he's making one sixth of his income. And that's just totally crazy. So then I got to the airport and back in the day, I used to uh, hold on. I'm going I'm to do a chat on the Squadcast, which is what we use. Um, I'm going to sort of do a chat real quick. Uh, I'm just chatting with What's you. What's going to happen? Um, you can check your. Um, uh, you can check. You can check there, as you can see. I don't know if you read it yet, but I, I just texted you. Just chat, I didn't even know that was something that was chatted a couple of things with you where it says "fuck you, you suck" with no C, and you have her weird dick. That's H A V R E. That's a wind spelling of have. I think is what it is. So um, I went. You know, before the pandemic, I had a greeter, right? And so what my greeter did was I would show up. They would help me check my bags. And then they would take me to the front of the security line. I'd go through security. And then they would take me to the um, uh, the airline club. And then if somebody to the bathroom and hold and shake my penis once I was done and protect it from exactly. my thighs. I mean, they needed, exactly where I was I needed, I, I needed thigh protection. protection. Penis protection for my thighs. And they would t- take me to, you know, the club and, and they were sort of there in part to stop people from, you know, just, just generally, you know, it's just, it's general kind of protection so that I'm not screaming at a guy in a gas station and five of his friends get out of the, the car, you know? Um, right. And so that people, you know, couldn't come up and ask for pictures and that sort of stuff. And um, what I realized is first of all, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to get a greeter anymore. Um, in part because I'm, and this is so funny. I, when I got to the airport, I realized no one's going to, I have a mask on. No one's going to know who I am. So it doesn't matter. And then as I was getting a piece of pizza, the guy next to me was like, You look familiar. I have a face shield on and two masks. And I said, Yes. Yeah, I get that a lot. He goes, Yeah, I'm sure you get that a lot. 
So as soon as I thought that a guy actually did recognize me, but with social distancing, he can't say, Hey, let's get a, you know, a selfie and put his arm around my butt or something like that. Like they usually do. Did, did you ever consider, you know, when you were getting approached too often, having a, a tattoo of someone else's face on your face? Yeah, I got, I got one for a while. I got a head. Of, I got a head tattoo of your face on my face. Um, but people kept saying, Hey, you're the guy that yelled at me at the gas station. <laughs> so I had a lot of those. So that work come up. So so well. then luckily yeah, it was panic that came off. Yeah. Um, yeah. But there's no one at the airport. I mean, there's no one at the airport. And I said, and this, a lot, this, a lot of it has to do with the fact that it's New York, but I said to the greeter, I said, so what has it been like this? He said, yeah, it feels like air travel's gone back in time, 30 years. He said, uh, you know, now international airports are operating like regional airports. He said that, you know, they do about 60% of the business maximum that they used to do. And, um, and I went through security and it took six minutes. And I'm talking about the entire process of taking off my yeah. shoes. Not, you, were, you were carrying a, a piece too, is that correct? Yes, a piece of uh, a, a log of cheese. That's, I knew you were going to go with it, but I set you I up went, and you knocked it down. I went straight to cheese log. Set it up, not from downtown. Yes. I was just cheese logging it nonstop. The second you I, set I, it up. Reason, I thought you were going to say piece of pie, or I thought you might say carrot cake. I don't know why. Both of those. You know, these, car- these carrot cake jokes are getting so hack. I hate to say it. I hate to be the one. People are overdoing the carrot so cake. So absolutely no weight in uh, – and, and I, I, you know, I told my parents this. I realized they haven't flown. There's a lot of people that just have not flown. So they have no I haven't idea flown. what it's like. So, um, you know, it, and, and in the terminals – in New York, especially, but then I found it also in Minneapolis, all of the restaurants are closed. And the ones that are open are just doing takeout. That's all you can get. Um, but all the restaurants are closed. And then in the so airline club, chili, there were chili like to go eight, open? Was that? The Chili's to go? Was that open? It was open, but the Chili's to stay is closed down permanently. Chili's, baby, back mid-room. To go. Um yeah, so so all these the airline club had maybe ten people in it. I, I really struggled to believe there was more than twelve people in the airline club. None of the food; it's all prepackaged food, you know. Yeah. And there are barricades up at the bar, you know, plexiglass barricades. And uh, then I got on the flight, and every other seat is empty because I flew Delta, which was really nice. It felt it actually, actually, what I'm realizing is that the danger of going back and doing comedy is not going to be the travel. It's going to be really? being in the See, clubs. That, that's, um, I'm glad to hear that. Cause you can really stay far away from people. I mean, there's really, no, okay. And well, then when I went to Minneapolis, same thing. Everything was closed and there were just, you know, as you're walking, there's like, I, I just, I remember every weekend, these airports were just madness. It was, Oh, and yeah. I actually went and ate and took off my mask the area where they have all the different phones because they didn't have enough people to deal with if a, a plane got canceled. And so everybody didn't want to wait in line. So they would go over and, and pick up a phone and talk to a Delta representative that those are all closed down. There's no reason that anyone would ever do that. And then the flight attendant told me that they added a thousand flights last month, but this month they're only adding 500 and I said, how's it going? And he goes, to be honest, really bad. 
it was just so funny to hear a flight attendant instead of being like, great. Yeah. Everything. No, everything's been going great. Uh, can I get you something else to drink? Would you like some more peanuts? This guy straight up was like, to be honest, it's going really bad, like real, but he was a gay guy. So it was something more like, he was like, to be honest, it's going really bad. Like, yeah, it's not going well. Um, and it was great. I mean, you know, he was so nice. Charles was his name. And, um, we had a quick suck and fuck in the bathroom. And I, I don't usually say that on the, the podcast, but uh, you've frozen. So I actually cannot see uh, your reaction to that. So can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you still. Keep that, going. That is the, that's the worst moment. The first time I ever make a quick suck and fuck joke, you froze. Just like, froze. it looked like you really had lost all confidence in being, you know, partnered with me in comedy. You know, I'm doing so many of these virtual shows. We're doing the podcast virtually, all this stuff. There should be a freeze button to make it look like you, it wasn't on purpose. That's and then you could just idea. disappear and you could use it to go use the restroom or maybe go do a suck and fuck, whatever you need. Just a quick yeah. suck whatever and you need. fuck. And yeah. so, uh, so yeah, so I, sure. I did. So, when you met at the airport. Yeah. So that was a very, yeah. that was a very empty flight, you know, cause they were only letting it be half full really. And then the flight from Minneapolis to Appleton was full. And I actually only found, I was lucky there was only one row where there was no one else in it. So I did on that flight also sit next to no one. Um, but it looks like flying to and from New York is going to be pretty sparse in part because I think it was the epicenter and there's just no reason for anyone to fly to New York anymore. And people in New York are trying not to fly out of New York. But it did. I'm in it California. Like I don't think they're flying because they had to, sort of. I don't even think we're allowed to fly to New York from California right now. Well, here's what it is. And this is going to be a big problem. My agent was really concerned about this. But, you know, Ryan was, he said, because the, there are many states where, a lot of states, like I think more than half, where you can't fly. When you fly to New York, you, afterwards you have to quarantine for 14 days. Yeah. And that wasn't going to work because his thinking is because I'm, if I do two weekends in a row, I'm only going to be in New York for, um, but not only is there really no way to, for them to follow up on that. Uh, my explanation was I am going to quarantine. I'll sort of fly to New York, just stay in my apartment like I would anyway. And then I'll fly to the next place. So I, I don't see that, but they're talking about doing a $2,000 fine, you know, for people that they find out weren't quarantining for 14 days if they've come in from, you know, wherever. Uh, again, I don't know how they'll follow that up. But um, Wisconsin is on that list. So I'm currently in a place where when I go back to New York, I have to um, uh, I have to quarantine for 14 days afterwards, which I'm mm -hmm. going to do. I'm happy. I mean, I, everybody's still Nothing. sort of quarantined. When I think quarantine, I think canned tuna. Have you stocked up on that? I'm doing more sardines. I actually have a okay, sardines. Uh, yep, that's not bad either. No, I actually I'm not joking. I have somewhere in here. Doesn't matter because people can't see it. But uh, Kate sent me with a sardine survival kit. So it's actually a box of smoked meats, or no, just canned meats. And so that's really mostly what I'm going to eat for the rest of uh, my time out here because I can't go to a restaurant or anything. There's nothing that you can do. So that's been weird too. Is in Wisconsin, last night I went and looked at the um, the club and sort of saw, okay, well, this is, you know, 
this is what it looks like here. And, you know, this is, and I saw it. So they have, they've spaced out the tables for the most part. And then what I've done is I've struck the first row and tonight it's not going to be sold out. With your fist? Just, uh, What's that? With your fist? Uh, do you want to take a, a good long think on, on why you would have said that? Struck the front row? Oh, no, I, I understand why you said it. I'm just wondering, do you feel bad inside? <laughs> well, I could cut this part. I don't think you should. I think people, <laughs> I I think, feel I think people need to know what's going on. What I'm really all about. Yeah, they need to know. I feel hollow. They need to know how nasty you can be. So I'm just hurt because you said that the seats next to you were empty and I was sitting right next to you. On I know, that's flight. a tough one too. And I, I, feel, I'm, I feel invisible. But my, uh, my shows are sold out. Both shows on Saturday are sold out. First show Friday is sold out. And, um, but tonight will be, so I'm actually striking another row tonight. So there's going to be a good, I'll, I'll play at the back of the stage. There's going to be a good, you know, 12 to 15 feet between yeah. me and the, the rest yeah. of the audience. But I can't really, I'm going to, I think I'm going to go on stage with a mask and make jokes about that. Um, and then I'm going to, uh, you know, at the end of the show, I'm going to do a bit where my ventriloquist dummy has a mask and I have a mask. So I'm going to head over and kind of get into that. Um, uh, that's actually. And there may be some 12 and a half there too. I think that might be the case. Might be at least half a person. I mean, but, um, I, I really, I honestly, I'm really, I really am hoping that that's the case. I think it's going to do good. Uh, it's it's going to be good for your soul. It's going to nourish you. Okay. I even these, uh, I did some virtual shows this last week. I was telling you for a large group of claim executives. And I got to tell you, those guys can party. They can, huh? Insurance executives. I actually I tried to take out a, uh, a policy on the show uh, just because I knew it was going to be high risk and uh, they were unwilling to cover me. I had too many pre-existing jokes that they didn't think would work. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah, see, little claims. I there. really I like that stuff. That, now, see, that for me is a little bit better than striking the front row with your fist. They're making a little comeback here. I think you've already yeah. come back. You don't. You didn't need. The, hey, don't call it a comeback. You've been here for queers. A quick suck and fuck in the old airplane bathroom. These claims adjusters can party though, and it did make me feel good to perform even in a virtual setting. So I think you're going to be like you're going to feel like you've been shot out of a cannon to be performing live again. Well, that's what I've heard. I've heard. I've heard Eric Griffin. Like Eric Griffin is a comic that did a live outdoor show, and he said it was the worst run show he's ever been to. But that he really felt the weight had been lifted uh, off his shoulders. But my, you know, my father—we aren't meant to be inside, not performing for someone. My, We're not meant to. My father-in-law said, "You know, isn't there a part of you that's excited to go and perform?" And I said, "No, not really." I think you're going to feel and great. The, the truth is, I'm just not excited about how it is now to perform and to go and do these things. But you give a little finger sniff. I like that. It's always good to know what your fingers smell like. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Yeah. Smells just like inner thigh. You know. Um, but I, I think it'll be it'll be if I'm successful at what I'm trying to do, which is kind of really make it's gonna a cathartic. Um, it's going to be cathartic. Yeah. If I'm successful at what I do, which is you know to make people really laugh and enjoy things. Um you know, enjoy all this. I think that, uh, uh, it's, it's really going to be, 
uh, yeah, it, it'll be cathartic, but hopefully for the audience, just as much as it is for me. And I also, I'm not going to do a lot of time. I really want to keep it to about a 45 minute show. Cause I don't want people in the room to be like, I've been inside for a long time. But the, 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 the girl who runs this place, Bridget, she said that, um, you know, she said that, uh, people aren't really doing much social distancing here and nobody's really wearing masks. You know, they have a couple people wear masks at each show, but for the most part, people are just kind of, you know, want to get out of their house and get back to it. So we'll see. I think Saturday and Friday are going to be hot crowds. And tonight it's a, a lot of it is going to be about me just kind of talking to them about how I haven't performed for five months, which has never happened in my life. You know? I'll tell you what it's going to be like. Have you ever gone a long stretch without having sex? Cause I've heard that happens to some people and uh, I've heard, I look, I mean, I went for the longest stretch I've ever gone in a while. It's, I haven't had sex since the first time I had sex. <laughs> yeah, you just quit while you were ahead, did you? You were just like done. Yeah, I wasn't from you know what? down here. Yes. I didn't. Uh, I didn't get to. I didn't get to having a shaft. I quit while I was ahead, and that's a penis yeah. pun coming straight at you. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think I, it might be like that, but I think you know it's it's gonna it's gonna be different. But I, I think that people's mentalities here in Wisconsin and the rest of the country is very different from New York. So it's, it's just, it's going to be different, but I, I want to talk a lot about sort of everything that's going on, but not really dwell on it. And I'm pulling out some, some old hits, you know, I'm going to do some older jokes, but I, I really, I listened to my set cause I haven't been doing it. I listened to a set I did at the Hollywood improv and uh, it, um, it was so funny. It uh, like watching a silent movie. No, it was uh you know, I listened to the set from, and, and I, it was really funny. Like I had forgotten so many of my jokes that I was laughing along with some of them kind of going, oh, I remember that one. That's pretty funny. You know, before some of these virtual shows, I was concerned that I would forget how to riff. Like, cause I, really? like, well, I often write on my set list. I'll write three jokes and I'll write riff. Really? And I'm like, well, what, what exactly am I going to say? I mean, what am I, what if, what if I'm not able to, draw up whatever I was doing before in terms of being funny. And uh, it seemed like I was able to feel about the same. So I, I think you're going to love it. It's going to be like having sex for the first time in a long time. And you know what? As far as I'm concerned, your erotic clock says it's time to fuck. What? Yeah. What the hell? What are you talking about? On 106.7. Like you're getting as nasty as you want to be, sir. That is nasty. 102.106.7, the dirty guy, getting as nasty as he wants to be. It's a, What time is it? Your erotic clock says it's time to fuck. Hey, let's do a, let's do a tasty classic, okay? You want to do a classic? Um, well, let me tell you. I'm just telling that. Uh, um, got some good stuff. I got 11 pages of funnies to talk I'm about. I'm excited. But so, you know, we'll see. And I think I, I'm excited to do the next. Um, you're going to feel so. I'm excited to do another so podcast after this, after it's done and kind of go back and talk about it. But you're going to be gone for a, a full, how long did you say? For a week or for two weeks? A month. A, a month. month. And where are you going to go? Yeah, well, I mean, by the time people might hear this, I'll be back. So that's, that's we'll okay. I'm asking. I'm, I'm asking you in the past, people listening, their present, but in their past, I'm asking you in our present, where are you going? Where are you going to go for a moment? Going deep into the forest. Really? Deep. 
forest. Yeah, and you we're going to do some backpacking. You're going to backpack, but where where will you stay? We stay in a. Tent. We're going to do some backpack in a tent mainly. And you yeah. go to the bathroom in the woods. Oh, we're going to we're we're. Well, yeah, that's partially what we're going to do. We got to get back in touch with our primordial roots. But is there? No, I'm serious. Is there a? Are you going to a campground where you can go to the bathroom? We're going to do both. Actually, we actually uh, our friend has has loaned us his uh, his uh, sort of van. It has a bathroom in it. We're going to drive out in that, and then we're going to go into the wilderness, do some backpacking. Might do parts of the John Muir Trail. I was inspired by the people really? who did that trail. Talk to them about it. I'm just finding that the kids, it's just tough to be here. Uh, they're, you know, we don't have any camps. We don't have any sporting events. There's no school and they're kind of bouncing off the walls. And the only time we've had fun this summer on a consistent level is, uh, is when we've just stripped everything away and been out in the wilderness. It's, it's been an interesting summer. I think we were cooped up here for so long when the pandemic began that, um, right. This is how I can keep my family together. And my wife is often seems to be more mad at me around the house. Is that true? And Why is that? Why yeah. is that? Um, just, you know, errands, things that, you know, um, I invited those five people from the gas station in and they started trying to kind of beat up on me and, you know, have their way with me. That's That part was a joke. But I, but, uh, and I like that joke. That was one of my favorite things. <laughs> in any event. I'm gonna. What I'm gonna do, Teach, is I'm gonna go into the forest. I have Miles uh, completely um, set up to release the shows, some of the hot tasties and classics right. we've recorded. So we're gonna be good there. And um, but I can't believe that you're, be you're really you're yeah. gonna do that trail yeah. that those people. Well, we're gonna do parts of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's gonna be a real adventure and that's what we need because I want them to look back on this era and not say, God, that was the worst thing that ever happened in our country. And everyone wore masks all of a sudden and we could no longer go to school and we could no longer play baseball. I want them to say, Hey, my dad took us to these great places and we had these adventures we never would have had. That's all I can. That's all we've got right now. You know, because when we're home, it feels like we've lost. It feels like we're, um, you know, spinning our wheels. People are getting on each other's nerves. We need an adventure and, you know, to keep these guys occupied, they need to think they might see a bear, a bison at any moment. So that's what we're and doing. That's really, that first trip, we saw six bears on that first trip. They really saw a bear. Yeah, we saw six bears, two cubs. So it's, you know, we have to have those memories. This is the only way right now to make this work. I think it's a know? great idea. I think it's a great idea. Yeah. But I will I will miss uh, doing these shows with you. And uh, But Miles is all queued up, so we're good. But it really – so it'll yeah. be it'll be a full month. Wow, that is It'll be a, yeah, a little over a month. And then uh, the only thing that stresses me out is everyone under 40 that I know, and you fit in that category, if they're unable to reach me on the phone or by text, uh, if I don't respond immediately, they get very upset. I'm going to be out of range. So I'm just telling you right now, I am off the grid. Yeah, you really are going to be off the grid, huh? I'm going to be gridless. Oh, boy. It's going to be gridless. Well, yeah. that's the deal. And so we do have enough because the truth oh, is absolutely. I – yeah, we, got we can do a hot tasty right now, but then I got to actually yeah. really boogie and Let's jam. Hot tasty right now. We do have enough. We've got some great ones locked in. I'm really excited about what they're going to be hearing. And that's and then when we get back, it'll be like, we'll have so many stories to tell. It'll be you. like it'll having be. sex for the first time in a long stretch. It'll be like that with us. Yeah. It'll be a quick Let's suck and fuck. Uh, it'll be, it'll be the, the conversion, <laughs> the equivalent of a quick suck and fuck when the erotic clock went off, but for podcasting.